You know that I want you, you wanted me too But this bitch on your line says she feeling you too The confusion in me said I should end this too But you're promising me I'm the one that's your boo And you tell me the truth, so how can I deny you? Every time we together, it's fireworks too You can't see how you hurt me, it's killing me too Cause I know that you're telling her the same thing too Oh how can you But I love you so much, could never disrespect you You keep it so real, what am I gonna do? When I tell you to leave or say you're not ready to How can you tell me that when I'm always with you? Do the love that we make even excite you? Do the time that we spend show you what's really true? When you look in my eyes, do you feel it too? We just two fools in love, trying to make it through You're so busy having cake and eating it too That you don't even notice your heart is safe with me too But this is the time that you gotta choose I tell you no lie, I don't wanna lose You need to let her go, like I told you to Or I'm packing my bags and I'm leaving you Oh Welcome to my podcast show. I'm your host, Nikolai Sinclair. And today is um, an exciting day because I have someone great with me today. His name is um, Jeff. And he is so amazing. I'm so happy to have him here. Welcome to my podcast, Jeff. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. I feel like you changed your voice. I feel like you changed your voice a little bit. But well, that's that joke before. Like when we had, <laughs> uh, we had, we had a joke around. About those wonderful looks that we get for being gay. 
true. Yes, that is a great topic, actually. So, why do you think people give people that are gay or people that look different mean looks? I actually think it's an insecurity thing with them, but it also could be a religious aspect, which I can respect that, but still, I think it's wrong for them because if they don't want to watch me, you know, hold my partner's hand, kiss my partner, and I'm not saying be all, you know, up in it and everything else, um, but do they think that it's okay for them to flaunt it around, but yet we can't because love is love, no matter which way you look at it. And, you know, I think it's weird, you know, you said it from a religious aspect, too, because if I'm not mistaken, enough for a fact, the Bible says don't judge. So isn't that kind of contradictory? Or what are your what are your thoughts on that? Because I believe you you grew up like in a, a really religious household. Am I correct? Yes, actually I did, and I went to religious schools, uh, private schools, growing up, and also went to a um, campus for college my first semester that was a religious school. Oh my boy! Um, I gotta stop you there. So you went to a campus that was like a was it a private school? Yes. And it was a religious school? Yeah, it was Spring Hill. Spring Hill, and that's located in Mobile, right? It is. So what was it like to go to an all-Christian college? Um, all-Christian college. Even though you you knew who... We, did you know about your idea? Did you know who you were? I did, and I found out a lot more going to that college. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, yes. Um... No, and yes, the Bible uh, verse that you're, you know, talking about is he who has, um, he who has no sin cast the first stone. Uh, I believe that's the one you're trying to reference, correct? Okay. Um, you know, yes, no matter which way you want to look at it, I truly believe in religion. Um, but I don't believe it in the way that a lot of other people take it. Um, I believe that also that... We have the Bible as a historical document, but also we have the Bible because, think about it, everything the Bible says, is it wrong, is it bad? And no, in the Bible, there is nothing that says about being gay, you'll go to hell, um, or it's a sin, other than in the Old Testament. But if you talk to a theo, uh, what do you call him, a theo, uh, theogen, or uh, somebody who studies the Bible, basically, um, I can't talk right now on that. So. I know what you're talking about. But, no, if you talk to them, like one of my professors, uh, we got in this discussion, actually. And he says, well, in the Old Testament, it does say that. And it was actually with Moses. Everybody knows about Moses. And his sons actually were making fun of him because he was drunk. Moses actually got drunk. So, in the Old Testament, it talks about that. Then... It also goes to say that, okay, Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins, and then we have the New Testament. The Old Testament was for the Jews. The New Testament was for the Gentiles. If you are not Jewish, then you are classified as a Gentile, biblically. So, those Jewish laws, I mean, we don't still sacrifice lambs, do we? No. So, you know, I don't know any Jews that sacrifice lambs. So, we have the New Testament. I think people just want to pick and choose what they want to believe, and it's 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 kind of unfortunate because in doing so, they turn away many people that really could benefit from from being you know included in the inclusiveness you know 
I feel like if, if you separate people and you make them feel like outcast, it's going to, you know, I just feel like that's, that's not who God is because the Bible also references and says God is love. And when you turn people away because you're saying that basically they're not lovable and you look at them like, like in a derogatory like way or as if they're nasty or disgusting, then how are you a Christian? Or how are you a person that says that you believe in the Bible when you're treating people, treat people, you know, like, like that, you know? Correct. Um, how are you supposed to be witnessing to them and turning them to this, you know, great belief, right? Because that's all it is. It's faith and it's a belief. Um, whether somebody chooses to believe it or not is their own decision. And I respect their decision for whatever decision they want to make. But if I can be kind and be true to myself and not be judgmental and not give these evil lies or evil looks and be hypocritical or one moment I'm a God-fearing person in church and next moment is I'm out at Hooters getting drunk with the boys and slapping girls on their ass. And that brings me to another thing. You know, people would like to say, oh my gosh, being gay is horrible. But yet you're allowed to, you know knock off as many people as you want because you know and not pay child support but as long as you're not gay you know i feel that it's, it's such a double standard and i feel like that that's that's not regardless i don't think we should be judging anyone i just think that you shouldn't give people bad looks like that and you shouldn't you should just love and i just wish the world was more was more like that well i know we got on one subject and then we got off onto another subject yeah typical, but since we're talking about that you know, that's what I was getting to to begin with is everything that the Bible says, you know, think about it. You shouldn't commit adultery. You shouldn't kill. You shouldn't steal. You shouldn't do all these other things, right? It's all what makes society a great place as a whole. Would you disagree? I would say the Bible does have certain things that you're listing as far as in the, the Ten Commandments. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean... Um, yes, but I'd also say... It just depends on the circumstance because if you think about it, the Bible does say you should you shouldn't do certain things, but then in other in other books, you know, of the Bible, certain books of the Bible, it's it's allowed. So it just depends on the circumstance of what you're talking about. Like for example, killing, you're you're not allowed to kill, but according to I guess in this it also says follow the law of the land. So if you're if you're killing if you're in the army and you're killing, I guess that's okay. But I, I, I mean, it really just depends on, on, on what context you're looking at it. And I think that many people interpret it differently, which is, which is the, it's not, I don't, I don't know if it's a problem, but there's just many different interpretations of, of the word. And that's, we don't really have the pure form. So I think that's the problem too. It is. It's all about perception. Yeah. It's how you perceive yeah, things. So therefore, let's get back on that other topic of, since I said perception, we walk out we're having a good time, you know, not doing just mind our own business, you know, get back in the car. And then we have a gentleman approach us and just gives us this evil, like, you know, go to hell. What the heck are you, you know, bunch of, you know, what, and does it make you afraid? No, but it, it's kind of disheartening at the same time, because what does that say about his character? But then I also have to take in consideration, well, maybe he had a really bad day so if he was willing to actually open up to somebody that would listen to him could that change his perception 
but he's not willing to open up. He's not willing to open up, but I think in society you're taught, at least I've, I felt like I was taught to like hate people that are different. And I guess it depends also where you're, where you're raised, but it's, it's like if I grew up kind of in a religious background as well. And so whenever, you know, I wouldn't say I was coming out because I was always sort of living my truth, sort of. Um, but whenever I guess I was coming out and I, I expressed my thoughts about, you know, being gay to people of the members of where I was at, I was lectured for, for, for a certain amount of time and I guess kind of went to a place where like, you know, I was trained to believe, you know, that being gay is wrong. And it was, I guess you could say it was like kind of like a brainwashing experience. And so, but throughout that experience, I remained true to myself because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm gay, I guess. But like, um, I think that you're taught to hate people or you're taught to love people that follow the rules. You're taught to judge. Yes. But yet we're not supposed to judge. Like my own mother, like I love my mother and I love my aunt and I love, you know, my whole family. I love them to death and I know they love me, you know. And the thing that kills me about, like, the judgment and stuff is I always hear, oh, you know I love you, but you know also I don't agree with your lifestyle, but <laughs> I, I, I love you and I, I accept you because I love you, but I don't, I don't agree with your lifestyle what because it's hell? wrong. I mean, what, what does that mean? In other words... I heard that before, too. Yes. I, your lifestyle, what... The way that I take it is, son, you know, you're, you're a blasphemous, you're, you know, you, you've done well for yourself, but yet I can't, you're, I love you because you're my son, so I can't tell you to go piss off, you know, yeah. or whatever, but, like, I got told so many times growing up, and this would make another great discussion if you'd like to have it one day, is the yeah. coming out story. I would love to have that story. Um, but yeah, I got told so many times. Oh, um, so this is just a phase. This, this is a phase, right? What about all the girls? What about you know all this and all that? And didn't you have girlfriends? And yeah, sure did. That does not make me who I am. Uh, they were friends. So the other day, I was reading online, and this guy had made a post. He's a straight guy. He said, you know, just because a guy likes sex with another guy does not mean he's gay. Do you think it's possible for, for maybe even me or you to, like, maybe we just like sex with guys but we're not actually gay? Do you think that's po- a possibility? And what are your thoughts on, on his belief? I will definitely say his, you know, belief is his own and he's True. valid to have that belief no matter what. True. But... Um, as far as like my belief is, I think that guy would be curious, but also open-minded. So does it make him gay? No. Gay is just put into a broad bubble and says, oh, well, you've got to love drag queens. You've got to love shorty shorts. And, and that's not what being gay is. That's the problem, I think, too. Whenever I was first, you know, expressing, learning to express myself, I had many misconceptions of what it meant to be gay. Because when you Google gay on the internet, 
this is which is what I did. You get a whole bunch of pornography, you know, you know, and that's why I thought, oh, okay, I must, I'm gay. I like guys, so maybe I'm supposed to like watching porn. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't know what to do, and then I'm I'm supposed my friends like I had a friend who who was like the first person I you knew that knew that I was gay. He told me about Grinder. I said, oh, okay, I guess I'm supposed to have Grinder. And then there's this other thing called Adam for Adam. I'm supposed to have that too. And I, I mean, I didn't know what the rule book was because literally there's such a stigmatism on being gay. It like causes problems in society because they just, they, they, they try to hide you. And I think that's a problem. And I think that that's why I, I think it's good to have gay pride to, to us, to it. Well, to a certain, I don't know. It's good to have gay pride, but it kind of depends what that means for other pe- for some people because some people I mean this might just just mean like a sex fest but it might also mean for some people as a way to be acknowledged because I think a lot of times society just wants to hide you and repress you and then put you back in the closet that you've have fought for years to come out of and I think that's you know that's that's something that I believe what do you what are your thoughts because I know we keep jumping on different tangents what are your thoughts on all this well. I will actually uh, follow up with proof, like this year. Um, now, I haven't been in a probably, let's see, how long were we together? Three years? So, I, fourth year, four years ago, was my last year of going to actually Memorial Day weekend in Pensacola, Florida, which is a huge, you know, gay event. And it was, it's great. I mean, it's a lot of fun. But I went there. Now I'm learning that they have changed everything and the city basically i mean they're making tons of money but the city has changed it and made it so hard for that event to take place to where they're almost shunning you like you said they they kind of want to just hide you they want your money but they want to hide you in the back scenes which is why like in our city mobile i am so proud to see all the murals go up uh on the sides of the walls and, you know, hey, express yourself. Um, if you want to express yourself and you get another mural of whatever you want, you get permission to put that mural up and it's not offensive to anybody, then go for it. Um, but being shunned, definitely not. Having gay pride, absolutely. I just recently experienced my first gay pride um, three years ago, and that was at Mobile. And, you know, I have never felt more proud of myself that actually got me to where I told my entire family even though I knew they already knew believe it or not they still question they're like no my own straight friends still go there's no way like they didn't even know in college and I'm like why what uh yeah no I'm gay but I guess I'm not your typical gay you know personality but pride is more than just a sex fest or I'm going to throw this in your face because I'm here and I'm queer and I'm going to stay and let it all out. You know, no, it's a way for, and it's a day for the community to come together as a community itself and say, here you are, here are the counselors. If you need to talk about whatever you need to talk to, here is the health professionals that can tell you whatever health questions and what you're putting yourself at risk for, how to prevent things. There's just so much more to it that meets the eye that a lot of people don't understand. I mean, I agree. I think the government actually is responsible for not doing a good job 
of helping, you know, the gay people. I think the government is 100% responsible for, like, a lot of things, especially, you know, surrounding the gay community, you know? Oh, absolutely. I think... I agree. I think... But we can't blame it all on one entity or one person, though. I mean, you can't blame it, but this... For years, the government had had the rule, don't ask, don't tell, for, for military people. I would blame the government. I really honestly would. The government should be responsible and they should be held accountable because for you to repress people and you for you to kick people off the military because i personally have a friend who was in the military and she was in one of my podcasts actually and we talked about her coming out as transgender when she was actually um she's transgender but they labeled her as gay and kicked her out because because they said she's different and but she's she still loves women she just felt like she was in the wrong wrong body that doesn't mean you're gay you know it's for not I just think that's so messed up. The government should be responsible and should be held accountable. It's wrong to, to make people... I don't know. Until, I don't know. I just... I have so much... I don't know. It goes back to, like... You remember they would not... And to this day, they still won't let women be in infantry, right? Which is messed up in its own self also. I mean, times change. People change, you know. But I get that. But the way I look at it is, if you're a transgender, if you're gay, if you're straight, I don't care if you're 96 years old. If you want to go and fight for what you believe in for your country and do it in an honorable way, you should have every right to do that. If you want to do anything, you should have the right to do it. You know, if you if you want to, you shouldn't, the government has been, has, has for years fought to have control over people's bodies. For example, women and an abortion, you know. I'm not a woman, you know, mm-hmm. but the government should not, if I was a woman, I don't believe the government should have the right to tell me what I should do with my body, you know, so it's like the vaccines, the government does not have the right to tell everyone to get a, a vaccine, and they know that, you know, but but they will try to pressure people to get vaccines, no, are they wrong or right, I don't know, you know, I, I there's research that says vaccines are great for you, there's research that says that vaccines aren't, so, I mean, there's, there's, there's research on both sides of the story, you know. So, I just think the government has has did has created a mistrust among people because of various things and because of suppressing people, especially gay people and lesbians and women, you know, and black people. I mean, there and in other communities of people as well. And I think that's so, that's so horrible. Um. So, what are your thoughts on this? I absolutely agree. Um. You know, I'm sorry. Your body is your body. So if want to go and get an abortion for whatever reason who am i to judge who am i to say that you can't do that and it can't be out there for you to do if you want to take heroin okay that's your choice whatever that's a little i don't don't know about that well no like look over in amsterdam right in amsterdam the locals actually everything's legal over there and it's legal on the red light district it's not like through their whole country but on the red light district you know the people that actually pass away or have ODs and everything else is actually people that are traveling to Amsterdam and go there for that it's not the locals but what I was trying to make a point at is if you want to take a vaccine and you believe that that vaccine is going to help you go for it um you know hey I'm, I'm right there for you uh if you don't I say that they can't make you and nobody should force you to take something. If 
you line up and you feel okay hey i don't want this vaccine there's no research on it we don't know what you know the side effects are okay but also somebody could say well hey there's scientific evidence that we know that if we don't do this we can't get for instance this virus that we're going through now or hell even the flu under control right so it's your body if you want to take that risk you should be able to take that risk and you shouldn't be looked down upon whatever decision you make i agree with that um i know we keep getting on a tangent um but we will be right back after this short um radio break And we're back. So, as we were talking about earlier about beliefs and being gay, um, you have a quote for us? Uh, Yes, it's one of my favorites, actually. And it's from Voltaire. And Hall wrote, I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. I mean, that right there just speaks volumes. Yes, it it just just touches the the soul. I would agree. Um, 
you know, I think we've gotten away from a lot of our education and a lot of our philosophy that our ancestors before, you know, us, it, they wanted us and wanted this to get passed down to us, but where did we go wrong? Like, as a society as a whole, you know, we've always had hatred, you know, throughout our existence, but as far as a society, have we had hatred the whole time? You know, that that is interesting. I don't know. I don't know where... I mean, I know... I mean, I obviously know history-wise why there could be hatred, but I don't know what... I mean, there's been bad things, right? Yeah. We got slavery and things of that nature, yes. What, what's the solution, though? Like, I mean, what, where, where, when, when do the minds meet and compromise and things make the world a better place? I mean, you would think the COVID thing would would have... You know, I'm, I hate. Well, I hate that I said COVID thing because it's not anything like that should be taken lightly. Um, but the COVID experience, you know, everyone on lockdown and all people, all the millions of people that have died. I don't know if it's millions, but oh, yeah. yeah, millions of people that have died. It, it was. It's a very serious issue, and I think it brought a lot of people together. But I don't really know. What, what do you think it's going to be the change? And obviously, I guess it's not the change because the guy at the gas station looking down on us because we're gay or whatever and you know i guess it's not changing people's hearts i don't know what the solution is to change people's hearts well i mean you would know this more than i would i mean i'm in medicine where you know you're in the medical field for you know actual people's thoughts and stuff so uh for psychiatry correct no psychology no i mean i do have a degree in psychology yes and i am in, in the field of psychology, psychology, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, I am in, in in the field of that. But I, I I personally only do the behavioristic approach. Psychologists do the mentalistic approach. And the difference between between both the sciences is that my field is pretty pretty new. It was established in the year nineteen sixty eight, um, on um by Skinner. It was a radical, radical behavior behaviorism approach and that focuses basically on if it's if i can see it then i then i measure it if i can't see it i don't and that's the that's the behavioristic approach uh, the mentalistic approach is focuses focuses more on covert behavior which are your thoughts you know things that your beliefs those types of things and that's the that's the mentalistic approach um so i don't i mean i surely sure of course i do have um i do study study both of course and i should take both into consideration whenever i have a client yes but but in my in my actual line of work in my scope of practice i can't um really i don't i don't really use covert you know behavior i just might document it but i don't really use it um but i do have to have i have to have knowledge about it so <laughs> well to answer your question you know it goes to that like that glass and that fan not the fan the uh, flag that we saw it's love wins right and remember we were in bath and body works which y'all if y'all are listening bath and body works just donated a million dollars for their line for the lbgt uh community that's amazing um we saw that today and it was it's amazing but we saw this cool flag you know that says love wins and they made a candle with that flag on it and that's really how change is going to begin it's going to be you know we've got to stop just and this goes on a lot of different things i think we need to stop being so submissive 
and stand up for what we truly believe. Now, that does not mean we go and we riot and we tear things up because that does nothing for nobody except for that hurts people. Um, You know, we can go and we can express ourselves and move mountains if we really wanted to. I mean, not in a literal sense, but we can make change if we really wanted to make change. Um, As far as the COVID thing that you thought that possibly it would change people's perspective, I actually would say it did not change people's perspective. It made people worse. Think about it. Their mental health, they lose their job. They could lose their house because they don't have any money coming in. Um, you know, a lot of us are blessed enough to where we didn't have to worry about that. But think of, put yourself in that person's shoes. Um, a dad or a single mother with X amount of kids or even yourself. I'm a college student just trying to stay afloat. And now all of a sudden I can't go to class. I have to do everything online. And... I'm locked up in this little 950-square-foot apartment that I can barely afford because I'm a college student, right? Um, I could only imagine, like, putting myself in those people's shoes and not having the income they're used to. So, yes, that's going to make depression rates go up. When you're depressed, then your stress levels go up. Uh, Your cortisol levels go up. And when cortisol levels go up, you get even more stressed. Then you start gaining weight, because cortisol is a stress hormone. So people gained weight. That's I love the term COVID weight. If you haven't heard that, it's like it, every time I hear it, I just want to die laughing. But it's rude and I can't do that. But yeah, no, people just started either stress eating and they call it the COVID weight. But it's because of the cortisol levels, that natural hormone just made people gain weight. Now, a lot of people, it was self-inflicted as well. But... You know, I think through getting the word out there, advocating, yes, talk to your legislative, you know, and your senators, your Congress people. Start at, start at your home. If we all start in our own local municipalities, you know, our districts, and put those feet to the fire. They, you know, we're their constituents. If we are not happy in their district, then they're not going to make city council again, right? Because we vote them in, we can vote them out. So voice your opinion to them. Start there at the city council. Move from city council, go to your governor or your mayor, then governor, and so on and so forth, you know? Um, I think that's how change is going to start and it needs to start. Mm -hmm. So other than that, I don't know. I mean, um, you said people were locked up and, you know, in their places and, you know, they said that probably would cause more depression and, you know, of a, I guess more of a depressive state. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, I'm sure people may have known someone that got COVID, maybe. And they may have known that the person had died. Mm-hmm. And then I would just think that would make people more compassionate because we were like all in this together you know it wasn't we weren't separate everyone was you know everyone was going through i'm sure through different like you know different fate like you know different through different extents like i'm sure not everyone was struggling of course for luckily i was not so i guess i guess i'm like fortunately i didn't have the, have to have that ex- experience but i'm sure other people were and i do acknowledge that i just think that 
I was able to have a that because I guess I feel like gay people just are more compassionate because you've been you've been you have to carry yourself differently, you know. Yes. Um, and I um I want to talk about that real quick. So um, I you know I'm a therapist. Well, I was a therapist. I'm an analyst assistant now, but even as a therapist or whatever I am, I always worry about. Uh, <laughs> I, I always worry about. Um, well, I always worry about you know being gay. I always am like you know, what if a parent doesn't want, doesn't want me working with their kid? Ah, that 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 that, that 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 comes in my head. You know what? If my that's my that's my food. That's my money. You know, I mean. Of course, my job is my job, and I love my job. But I'm saying, what if a parent's like, you know, I don't want him working with my kid. You know, I don't want them working with my kid. They, they, they. You know, I just they don't, they don't have the same values that we have, and I don't want him or them working with my kid. What do you do? Has that ever happened to you? Yes, actually, it has. So, it's happened one time. I've had one experience. I had um, an emergency call, or emergent call, and I had my ears pierced, all right? You know, it, I had just gotten them done. I've always wanted to do them all my life, and I was like, you know what? It's, it's time. Why not? So, naturally, whenever you have your ears pierced and you're a male, uh, people look at you differently. Do they? Yes. I, I don't think people... Yes. Oh. Well, we're down here in the South, so... I've always... Yeah, you're, from, you're from up north, so in the south, people look at you differently. Unless you're some burly biker dude, then they're like, I don't want to mess with you, even though you're a big teddy bear probably at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, no. Um, this woman straight up called me out. Now, she called 911. I get there, and literally, she goes, I don't want that queer to touch me. Hell no. Pardon the French and the cussing tonight, by the way. Um, but those are her verbatim words. And the poor, you know, guy that was with me, he was just an EMT basic. Mm-hmm. And I was, a, I was ALS. I was a medic. Mm-hmm. And for what she was going through, he could not do anything. I mean, he mm-hmm. was just a basic. He went through three months of school. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was it. You know, he didn't go through the four years like I did. And um, so, anyways... I was proud of him, though, because I looked at her, and I I have a way with patients. Like, I'm a caring and loving person, and I love people, but I'm also, I'm used to combative people, because a lot of the times, they're not in their right mind, and let's just face it, nobody calls 911 on a good day, you know? So, you don't know what's happened. They could have been in domestic violence, they could have been on drugs, they could, you know, be whatever. So, they're not in the right state of mind. So... You can't really judge them, you know, by that. Um, You just judge them just enough for your own safety, basically, is what Mm -hmm. you do to keep yourself safe. But anyways, this woman says that, and I was proud of this. I mean, he was this little 18-year-old, fresh, you know, three months. He's so proud. He's got his, you know, uniform all starched up, and this was like one of his second calls, basically. Mm -hmm. And he didn't know how to react to it. And I just smiled, and I stood there. And right before I stepped in, he goes, ma'am, he goes... I can take your blood pressure, and I can drive you, but he's the only one that can help you right now. Well, call somebody else. That's whenever I stepped in, and I said, we'll be more than happy to call somebody else. No problem. So sign this piece of paper for me. This releases you from me to protect me, and then you can sit here, and I will tell you exactly what's fixing to happen to you. And I did. I explained to her. 
And it brought her into a light of, oh, I could die? This, what? Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got, your pulse ox is at 70. You're, you're, you're dying. You can't breathe. You need this oxygen. So once we take this oxygen off of you, it's only going to probably go down from there. And we're in route right now. You know, we're the only one unit around for you. Well, guess what? It turned her around. She ought to suddenly, wasn't my best friend, but she let me treat her. And that's all I wanted to do was just treat her, treat her with respect, treat her medically, get her to definitive care to the hospital and be done with her. I felt bad for her, but yet I also did not, to be honest with you. I brushed those things off. Um, did she ever apologize to you? She never did. It's a funny story, though, since we're, I guess, on that subject. Um, we're sitting here at your place, right? Mm-hmm. And I love your place because your place has seven pools. Mm-hmm. Now, I never personally lived in this complex, mm-hmm. um, but I had a buddy that lived here. And he was like, yeah, dude, you can get a pool pass. You know, mm-hmm. I get two of them. So here's a pool pass for the summer. You can come use the pools. Mm-hmm. So I'm off and I'm laying out by the pool and I've got me a nice little beer, you know, sitting right beside me under the sun deck. And I'd already, you know, dove in the pool and I'm just like laying out, lounging out. And this woman hears me talking on the phone and she walks up to me and she sits right beside me, like in the chair right beside me. And then she's just like looking at me and just listening to my phone call. And I get off the phone and I turn around. And I was like, well, how are you today? And she goes, you're going to think this is so weird, but will you just tell me that everything's going to be okay? And I said, excuse me? Are, are you okay? And she goes, no, just will you do that for me? And I said, sure. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. She goes, oh my God, you don't remember me, but I remember you. I mean, I'm pretty distinguishable. You know, I'm, I'm a short guy, so <laughs> it's you don't see many short guys like me, right? So, um, but yeah, she, whenever I told her that and I said that, she goes, you don't remember me, but at the Walmart, she goes, I actually was going into seizures. And she goes, I'm an epileptic. And you were the one that actually, you know, got me and transported me. And then whenever I came to, you were just sitting there and you were like, everything's going to be fine. You know, I'm going to start a line on you. Don't worry. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And she goes, you saved my life and thank you that that brought tears to my eyes and it wasn't the pool water and it sure wasn't the beer because that was my first one that I cracked up <laughs> so but no and I had had such a hard shift the following day before that um but no yes I've gotten actually a couple of those and those are what touch your soul you know they really do they make it worthwhile that is great, and I'm I'm glad that had a happy ending, even though it was a separate story. Yes, uh, but I'm glad that it had that had that one had a happy ending. I um sometimes I do wonder, you know, about like job security, you know, being gay and stuff. And um, I had an experience. I was working at a um hospital, well, a facility actually, in slash hospital, I guess. And uh, um, I was working like with the people that are, I guess they're like a part of the state. Um, jail system. Okay. But they're um, like in a, 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 they're in the facility, but they're in a different, a separate part of the facility. That's what the has a cage. I mean a fence. I'm sorry, fence. Oops. Okay. A fence. I mean same concept. Um, 
the offense. So I was working there, and there the the, the boys they're they're like I guess adolescents to like you know twenty three twenty four I guess twenty five. Okay, so, so it's a youth center. Yeah. Okay. But it's not really. It's up. I guess you could say. I guess. So it's, yeah, basically. So anyway, so I was working there one one night, night shift, and there was a show they were watching. I think it was called the um, the real hot the real housewives or or it it was some some, some something Atlanta something Atlanta. Oh, the wives of Atlanta. Um, I think so. I don't know what it was where called. Where they marry like millionaires. There's or there, like there's that. this I don't know. There's this girl Sydney Starbad. Oh, don't make me go there. I have no idea. Anyway, she was on there. She's transgender. She's like the... She goes, she goes with herself the transgender or something. Mm-hmm. Diva. And anyway, um, they were watching it. And then the guy's like, oh, that's a dude. She's gay. And he's like... And then they're like, they're like, that's a dude. We don't like dudes or whatever. And they're like, you know, I don't know, because she's transgender. They didn't understand. So um, they were all talking about that. And, and they were like, these, these are guys that are, you know... <laughs> they they like a packed, you know. Mm-hmm. So then, somehow the question, the question of my sexual orientation came up. <laughs> they're like, they 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 said they they said um, so what do you think about her? Would you do that? I said no. And I said, I said oh okay. And they said, they said, where's your girlfriend? At? Do you have a girlfriend? I said no. I said no. And they said, are you gay? Are you gay? They're all asking me all these guys. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and I, was, I was so nervous. I was like... It's a little awkward, isn't it? Because <laughs> yeah, yes. they, they were all sitting around me. There's like these 10 guys standing around me. <laughs> and then there's only one worker. Because their hospital was short-staffed. There's mm-hmm. 10 people. They're all from the jail system. And then... I don't for for charges. I don't really know, <laughs> right? Because I didn't. I the hospital they didn't give like a good report or a good. They didn't give like a good briefing on each client, so I didn't know who was really who. You know what who, who what they you know what they were there for. I didn't really know anything. So anyway, um, I was like, yeah, and then they were um, they're like, why aren't you straight? And then it was time for bed. So then they like announced in the PA that it was bedtime, or whatever. But mm-hmm. but I was so nervous because these. These guys, they would tear facilities up while they were there, and then they, they, their charges would get increased. But um, it was like a juvie, a juvie type part, I guess. Right. And like I was so nervous, but um, you know, and I didn't know if that would get me fired, you know, for me for me saying, you know, my sexual orientation because I don't think that has to do with anything actually. Um, but I don't think it has to do with work. And but I just felt like I should live my truth, and I shouldn't say, you know, I'm straight when I'm not and I don't think being gay or straight doesn't really matter you know that doesn't make you more or less efficient in your job so I don't I didn't I just said you know that's that's I am just me and honestly regardless of whether I was gay or straight it doesn't really matter I'm just in myself and I feel like that has nothing to do with work anyway but honestly living in the south I sometimes feel like it's like a, a a sign against you a struck against you I guess because if you're gay and you're working in a state that fought hard for you to not have rights. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that kind of be kind of stupid to live in that state? And I, I sometimes want, feel like it would be. What do you think? It's actually, I can speak from experience on this topic as well, ironically enough. Um, and I swear we're not, like, we didn't make notes up on subjects. that were like, we're just, just sitting here having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you remember whenever I worked for that group of doctors and everything else? Yeah. All right. With Harrison. Yeah, yeah, with, <laughs> with Harrison. You know, Harrison, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, bud. But I'm sorry. Um, no, um, Harrison uh, needed a job, and I got him a job. Now, Harrison is out, right? And I didn't I think was, he was gay. I thought he was straight. See, yeah, I don't get that. Like, it's funny that everybody says that about both of us. Um, Harrison just came up to me and he was like, hey, you know, here's my credentials. You know, any way you could get me, you know, just something. And I was like, well, let me talk and, you know, I'll talk it over with HR. So I loved my job. My job, I loved. I was helping people still. I was still in school. Were you helping people still? No, I was helping people still. S-T-I-L-L. Oh. Not, not steal. <laughs> oh, come on. My I, mean, what, what were you helping them with? I don't, you gotta tell them all. Well, the group of doctors actually, it, they had physical therapy, mm-hmm. chiropractic, mm-hmm. and there was also an orthopedic surgeons there. Mm-hmm. So it was a mixture of different doctors. There was about eight of them, uh, that, you know, specialized in those different fields. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I had an availability for a tech for physical therapy. And so he got that job. Harrison was great at that job. He really was. He was very efficient. Patients loved him. All up until one day, we get a new patient. And I used to go back to the therapy suite every now and then and kind of help out if I could. Um, if I had some, you know, time on my hands and I wasn't triaging a, uh, you know, a patient or maybe talking to somebody in a meeting or whatnot. So anyways, I go back there and there's this big scuffle and I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I go back to the therapy suite and the, one of the doctors and he was one of the owners, the, you know, head doctors, cause mm-hmm. there was two of them. And then the other, you know, doctors worked under them just in the practice. Mm-hmm. So it's his wife and she's sitting there and she's telling Harrison and this other guy that's a patient Oh, well, you know what? I'll tell you what. Why don't you just, why don't you just go over there and help with Miss Such-and-Such, such, right? Because this guy, all it was was, do you know what a TENS unit is? No, I don't Okay, know. a TENS unit is basically electrical uh, muscle stimulation. Mm-hmm. So it's what people put on you. It's little pads, and it's minor um, electricity pulses and different waves that will make your muscles contract. That's so therefore, hot. It, it helps build, you know, your muscle back up. That's so like, hot. It's hot? I said, that's hot. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I was about to say, well, yeah, there are heat packs or ice packs, depending <laughs> on the injury. But um, no, but Harrison, all he had to do was put him on this guy's lower back. It's common. Mm. Everybody has uh-uh. lower back issues when uh-uh. you get older. And Harrison, I guess, was just being Harrison and being a little flamboyant. Uh-oh. And this guy would not let Harrison put these pads. Literally, the man had was fully clothed. He wasn't in a gown or anything. He was wearing his own street clothes. And yeah. he wouldn't do it. And he was being abs- absurd and obscene, really. Um, so, to correct the problem, the doctor's wife says, you know, you go do over there with Miss Such and Such. Help her out. And I'll take over Mr. Such and Such. Oh, my like gosh. That. After that... We all meet up in my office, and in my office, I had the office manager, it was my office, and then it was one of the, you know, secretaries that did a lot of the dictation and coding and stuff like that. Uh, We just had this one big, huge office with our own desk. Well, she walks in, and she tells the office manager that we need to get rid of Harrison. 
Because of that one incident? Because of that one incident. And he had only been working for us. And he was he was so good. He was doing things that wasn't even his job. Like, we had That's a... So, I fell for him. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. I felt bad for him. We had, we had a janitorial service that came every night to, you know, clean the office. Harrison would vacuum and take out the trash, do extra stuff that was not his job. What does he, what does he do now? So, uh, now I'm not sure because he just moved back. Um, so he left Mobile, he went up to Birmingham for a little bit, and then recently he just moved back. But anyways, so when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, are you serious? But, you know, I'm just keeping myself because I'm not part of this meeting. I'm just overhearing it. They had no idea that I was gay. All right. Mm -hmm. So then when she left, the doctor's wife, I turned around and I talked to the office manager and I said, Maddie. Are you and Maddie's an older lady, right? Mm-hmm. I said, Maddie. I said, are you really going to let that man go because of this incident? And she he got, didn't do anything. He didn't. He was being himself, and he was doing his job. He didn't. He didn't go out of protocol. He didn't go out of any scope of practice. He didn't even, you know, fight the man, like, you know, yelling back at him or anything. He wasn't combative with him. He was taking it. He was just like, okay, sir, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you know, I'll get you somebody else. It's okay. Um, you know, he did so that's, that's the way it was supposed to be. They ended up firing Harrison. What was the reason? Well, unfortunately, and this is a topic that we could talk about, is unfortunately Alabama is an at-will oh, state. At-will state, so that means... They don't have to give you a reason. They can say, oh, well, you know what? I just want to let you go because you were late. Did he, did he sue? What people don't know about Harrison is Harrison's mom is one of the attorneys for a major hospital here in Mobile. Mm-hmm. And I literally told him, I said, you know what? You need to call your mom and you need to. I mean, Harrison called me up and he says, hey, I just got fired. And I was like, meet me at the wine. At that time, it was the wine loft. I said, meet me at the wine loft. Let's get a little bite to eat and talk about this over, you know, a glass of wine. And... I'm sitting here and I'm trying to talk to him. I was like, we, you know, we need to start a thing to pr- protect gay people and their jobs. We need to start that because we need that in Alabama. We need that everywhere. We need that. We need. We need. We need something to protect gay people in there. And we need. We need a, a thing. We need that. We need that mm-hmm. because I don't know how to get it started, but I want to start it personally because that's that's it's necessary for this state. I, I don't want that to ever happen to anyone. Well, you and I, we can, you know... I want that to happen, for sure. Because that has to... I need that. A gay lawyer or something. We we, we need that. Because literally, like I told you, one of my fears is I can't be myself in my job. Because I I don't... Especially in... I don't don't know how how the the governor could even, you know, be okay with that law. You know, um, you know... It's messed up. I actually ended up losing my job. Yeah. At the doctor's office. I did. Um, the doctor, because I told the main doctor, mm-hmm. I told him, I said, hey, Dr. Such and Such, I'm not going to mention his name, um, but I said, Dr. Such and Such, I said, you know, can we can we have a discussion? And he said, yeah, sure. He says, I was about to ask you, um, you want to go over here and let's get a glass of wine and let's have dinner. I said, yeah, sure. That sounds great. I said, there's some stuff that I really want to ask you and go over with you. So we get there. He orders his, you know, meal, and we're sitting there waiting on our meal, and we got a glass of wine. 
And he just straight up, you know, says, now, what do you want to discuss with me? And I said, well, I want to discuss Harrison and his, you know, relief um, for being fired and the reason behind it. I said, because we both can agree, right, that he did his job and he did his job flawlessly. Um, so what is the real reason? Because the way it looks to me is we're setting ourselves up in our office, which was part of my job. I mean, I'm not an attorney by no means, but I do public relations plus I did triage. And so I was like, you know, we're setting ourselves up to really, really get a lawsuit or, you know, look really bad. You know, we just got in the press register just two weeks ago for being one of the best offices to go to. So anyways, and he was sitting there and he goes, well, you know, if patients aren't comfortable and he says, it wasn't my choice. He goes, but you know, happy wife, happy life. And I just, oh, and I go, okay. So I knew where I stood then. Then he asked me, he says, so Jeff, let me ask you this. He goes, are you gay? He goes, because you sure are taking up for him, you know, quite a bit. I said, no, I would take up for anybody. I said, but yet, what does it matter? I said, if you want to know, yes, I am. Within five days, one business week, I walked into the office and I literally was let go within five days because I stood up for him and said it was wrong. And, you know, it was a very cordial conversation but then whenever I answered yes I was gay I was let go as well and that is wrong and that happens way too often and we need to change that and the show will be to continue They call me OG, but I'm just an underdog These niggas phony, they call me homies and they run the blogs A lot of weight, that's in my blunt, nigga Go and add some sticky bonds to make my blunt bigger I be bouncing Have you ever lost 50k? I'm talking them bands You say you did, but wasn't advanced I'm talking cold hearts Stacking my cheddar is never better When you see it all coming together Then lose again Had to stay low, get my bread up Dabbing on my rising, you know I ain't getting up Shawty on my side, she just like her nails done I'm stacking up my money, you know, till the day done Hey, I'm so insane all aboard a lyrical train, a lyrical saint Smoking OG in the paint, these niggas hating on me Steady throwing dirt on my name, below the full five Heard it go bang, he critical bang, I'm flying Forever everlasting, my nigga, I'm never dying I'm working so hard, so you know money steady piling I ain't here for too long, so I gotta put my time in I ain't here for too long, so I'm smoking till I'm dying Hi, thank you for tuning in tonight. So, um, hope you had a hope you had a great show. Um, June is you know Pride Month, and I think it's so important to like you know be aware that you know even though we've gotten farther as far as like you know people you know being respected you know and not being discriminated against, it's we really have some a lot of work to do still. So, I hope you enjoy Pride Month. Um, and keep pushing forward. Bye. Feel fun, feel love.
fresh out of us forever Trying to be stronger for you Ice cream, ice cream I dream jeans and leather Life stream, I'm sweet for you Oh God, chew on my lips It's me, I let Venice bitch I'm the stupid neighborhood kids Calling out bang bang is kids You're in the yard, I like the fight And as the summer fades away Nothing gold can stay You're at I door, we make it work You're beautiful and I'm insane Where American Give me all my One dream, one life, one lover Of 